being that way. But let me share with you some points about Christmas. Number one, do you, do you realize who the first person besides Mary that recognized Jesus? It was an unborn baby. It was John in the, in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth. I want, you to, I want you to let that burn into you because this nation, not you, but many in this nation, we've tried to devalue the life in a womb to a place. But I want to just tell you, we're going to see a significant shift in that. And uh, in several of the states around here, abortions are at an all-time low. And that's a good sign. How many of you know it would be much better if God could arrest some hearts or convict some hearts and it stopped that way than having legislation? I mean, that's the best way. That's the, the ultimate. And so the first thing you need to understand about it, you know, Christmas is about him being born as a babe, but it also is about him becoming the king of kings. The second thing, or the next few things I want to talk to you about the wise men. How many of you realize they followed a star but ended up in a stable? Think about that. I wrote something on Facebook the last few days. Maybe you've heard it somewhere. It's, it was with it. Uh, I've actually said it before, but it really burned in me. I don't want to be found among the in crowd, I-N-N. I want to be found among the stable few. Amen. A lot of people are moving for position and trying to market their self and, uh, you know, get that place to where their ministry or whatever is going on in life. But see, these wise men, let me just tell you, I believe you're wise men and women that are here. The first thing they did, they didn't become disappointed when the king that they were looking for ended up being a baby in a stable. They didn't let disappointment, you know, sometimes our imagery of how God's going to answer a prayer will cause us to miss everything God's doing in the situation. And wise people are not going to let their imagery superimpose over the imagery of God. You know, sometimes I don't, I think I've got it figured out how God's going to answer a prayer. And when he answers it, I'm shocked. I'm amazed. And I believe the wise men were amazed when they got to that stable. When they saw that the king, they thought they would find. They didn't know he was going to come in the form of a baby. They, they were following the star and they showed up there. The second thing that wise people do is they always give their best gifts. Can I tell you the best gift, the most best gift you can give is just loving someone as unconditionally as we can love them. Amen. You know, and, and can I share something with you? That's, in that unconditional love, you can still say no. In that unconditional love, you can, you can say to someone, I don't, I don't agree with your ideology. I don't agree with the way you see that. Are you hearing me? And so that's the second thing. And then the third thing that wise people do is they take the the disappointing experience and let it become a platform to launch them into greater destiny. You know, Susan and I have been doing uh, a lot of talking and as we do, and, you know, I've not in both. I've been to 58 nations of the world. 
I've established close to 30 Bible colleges. I've seen the dead raised twice. I've seen uh, cancer tumors fall off of people and hit the floor. You know, I, God's, God's just kind of blessed me with some great experiences. But can I tell you what I know? Out of all the 37 years that we've been doing this, it's just been training. Amen? Can I tell you, God bless some people. I've seen hundreds saved. I mean, we were in Kinshasa, Zaire years ago, back in the 90s, and I gave an altar call for those that want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, it was at least a thousand people, wasn't it? Saying, I don't know. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people came forward to be baptized, and they were all baptized in the Spirit and spoke in a heavenly language, you know, didn't lay hands on anyone. I mean, we've seen some stuff. But all of that was not near as much about the people that received as it was God fashioning and forming Susan and I for what's ahead. And so no matter the good you've gone through, the challenging you've gone to, through, or even the ugly you've gone through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, amen? We've all, you know, we've all had those times that were good. We've all had those times that were bad. And then even those other times that it really gets ugly, amen? And so as we go through this, let's be the wise people of God. Let's keep our eyes on the, on the star, the sign that he puts out there before us. But let's don't get a mental image to where we miss it. You know, a lot of people today visit churches and they have an idea how. I'll never forget uh, years ago in this house, there was a couple that came in and they were here and their body language didn't speak real well. And I noticed that they got up. They were not here for about 10 or 15 minutes. It was during that season of time we were very militant in worship, breaking through something. And so I got out and went this way, going to go down the hall and just catch them to see if something was wrong. I just felt, I, I don't do that. I mean, people can come and go. And they had came through the front door that faces Getwell, and I met them in the hallway. And I said, I, I saw you leave. I just want to make sure everything's okay. And, you know, I thought maybe they'd got a text or something and some, you know, with that. And I'll never get the husband looked at me and said, no, we're, we're going home. God's not in this church. And I, you know, I was trying to not let my body language speak. And, and I said, really? And he said, oh, yes, my wife has more discernment than anybody in this whole area. And she said, God's not here. And you know what? I just had to bless him. I said, well, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. And I let him go. You know, that was, that was not an experience I needed that morning to walk back in here to preach because what I had to do is I had to arrest my heart and keep me from preaching at them even though they were not in the room. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you, God gave me an opportunity to grow that day. And I'm sorry they felt what they did or discerned what they did or whatever was going on in the dynamic, but I, let me just tell you, you know, we're just trying to be who God's called us to be. And so it's very important that we do that. And uh, very important we just keep our eyes on him. Amen? Well, I want to start with uh, Gary and Tracy Welch and those that are going to come and stand with you. I'm going to share a little bit as they come. Gary and his family are, are new uh, here with us, and uh, we're building a friendship. He's building a relationship with the church. But he has several uh, kingdom 
expressions of, of training and uh, just a lot of different things with that. And this is his leadership team, am I right? And I'm going to let you introduce all them before we do this. And I want the leaders of the house, the elders, to come forth. And we're going to lay hands. Now, let me tell you what we're doing. They are in transition in their shooting range and training and all the uh, tactical stuff that they do. They're in the process of getting a whole new piece of land, getting it developed. I had the opportunity to go with Gary the other day and pray there. We looked at the land. And uh, we're believing w that God's going to do, uh, I, I, you know, it's just, it's far greater. I think he's a pretty big dreamer. Would you, would you agree with that, Tracy? Yeah, with that. She probably has to reel him back in. I'm, I'm not calling, you're the head, not the tail, but you're probably the tail on his kite. Hey, man, to bring some stability to it. I, I have one of those here. Oh, here she is with that. She kind of reeled me back in with that. And so... Uh, we've, we just value and haven't personally met every one of you and don't know you, but can I tell you, if you're working with him, you got to be great people because he, and I love the vision that God has given him because it's so needed today. You know, we, we appreciate everything about what's in his heart and, you know, the more we're together, uh, with it, we're, we're even, uh, cooperating together with Holy Spirit, designing, because once this property is is uh, secured and developed, we're going to be doing a dedication of it. And him and I are both, uh, he's he's highly prophetic, and I'm in there somewhere too. And so we're uh, putting together how we're going to dedicate and how we're going to drive railroad spikes and, and all the things that we're going to do with that. So uh, I want you to introduce the people that are with you and then we're just, uh, I, I didn't say this, I want to go back to it. Commissioning is about the power of agreement. We're coming into agreement with the dream and vision that they have. And that's all of you. You know, uh, you, your leadership, you're part of staff. I don't, I don't want to put, use language that's not there, but you're also shareholders because <laughs> you share in his vision. And it takes the part that every one of you bring. You know, there's no one here that's insignificant in this team. And so we're very honored that you've honored us to take time out to come and be with us today and, uh, and to stand in agreement because, you know, agreement is what moves mountains. And just the other day, I mean, it didn't look like this land deal was going to come through. And I'm sure y'all were in agreement with him, but I came in agreement with him too and he, you know, he, he reminds me, Gary reminds me of my favorite toy when I was a kid. It was a wind-up bulldozer. Anybody mature enough to remember one of those? And if it hit, if it hit a, that wall there, it'd back up and try another way. And that's just the way he is. And he's found out this land could be accessed through another state, several things with that. And it's all uh, coming, coming together with that. So you introduce them. Thank you, Apostle Clay. Well, this first one here, like he said, is the brains of the operation. Uh, this is my wife, Tracy. Hi. And all of these guys standing up here, I, God has blessed me with the most incredible talent. People with the heart of God, um, filled with the Spirit of God, just believe in everything that we're doing. And I think everybody standing up here has been with me for seven years, uh, right at seven years. So that's pretty significant for Covenant of about what we're about to do here. But they're all senior executive leadership 
and uh, even um, uh, our spiritual uh, leader, uh, Pastor Bob, back here behind us, has been with us uh, the whole time as well. So the first ones I'll introduce is, is uh, Pastor Bob and Elaine Hallam. And then we got Jeff and Maria Thomas and Robert and Hallie Hastings. And these are some of the most incredible people that you would ever meet in your entire life. And I tell the story every time I introduce them, a, a, a man, woman, whatever, is no better than the people they surround themselves with. When a new president is elected, before he takes office, the first thing he, do is, uh, he does is pull a cabinet together and pull his key people in and surround himself with the most incredible talent that is available. Uh, and that is exactly what I have right here. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for, for these. And this isn't all of them. We've got a, a lot more staff, but this is most of my senior executive staff. All right. Well, we're just going to pray and bless you. We just commission you. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's really uh, uh, on my heart is to share this dream over this business. But today, I, I say today, this morning when I woke up, and when I remember a dream when I wake up, it speaks of significance. My normal pattern is about three o'clock in the day, I remember my dream life. That's just the way it works. But when I wake and hear a dream, um, it, it speaks of, of greater significance. And I woke this morning and I dreamed of this commissioning. And I, I don't think I've met any of y'all. I'm not aware that I have, but you, I remember you in the dream. Uh, very significantly, but while we were commissioning, a man that all of you knew came in with a wheelbarrow filled with gold bricks, and he presented it to your vision. And so dreams have to be interpreted. That doesn't, you know, I, I mean, y'all get out of the way if he comes in with the wheelbarrow, but, it, <laughs> <laughs> but just in case... That's not going to physically manifest. I, I believe it was God saying, I'm about to move this team of people into a whole nother level of provision. And uh, with that, and so I declare that over you, that, that you're going to move in. In fact, I, when I woke this morning and I remember the dream, this is what I spoke. Raises and bonuses. And that's over all of you because, you know, if you're helping build this, there's probably some sacrifices that are, that are taking place. And so we just want to come. And I think it's very significant because he has spoke to something to me about you and the friendship and everything. And I think it's very significant you're in there and you're being here because I believe that God is reassigning you and transitioning you right now. And what he's, one of the things he's doing, he's moving you... The system you've been a part of has, been, has become an old wineskin. And see, wineskins don't have to become old wineskins if they're treated properly. They've got to be soaked in the oil. And they have to sometimes be soaked in water and then re-oiled with olive oil. And you keep them to where they'll handle it. But the, there's like an organization that's been in your path. It's become a old wineskin and God's got new wine and you're having to move out to become a new wineskin uh, with that. So I think, it's, I think it's very significant that you're here today. And so we just do it. So Father, 
we commission Gary and Tracy and this team into this new place of authority, new place of provision, new place of experiences, new place of touching many lives. We thank you, Father, that the center thread of this ministry and business is the fact that they want the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost to be released and expressed in everything that they do. So, Father, we just declare over them from the crowns of their head to the soles of their feet, great fulfillment, great purpose. We just declare, Father, that what you're doing with this group of people is going to be exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that they can think or ask in Jesus' name. Now, just a couple of things that I'm seeing here. You're a dreamer, but you've not interpreted, you've not had the skill that God is about to release to you in interpreting your dreams. And God said, I'm going to bring you to a whole nother level of interpretation of your dreams. And uh, you're, you're going to dream. There is a, um, a Ruth spirit that's on you. And God is God's going to use that to bring you to a, to a whole nother level. There's some real things in your heart. It's almost like there are dreams you've dreamed in the past. And I'm not talking about night dreams. I'm talking about dreams that God gave you that didn't come to pass. But the Lord's going to resurrect those former dreams. They're not old dreams. They're former dreams. And he's going to begin to bring them to pass in a, in a whole new way. And so we bless this business. We, we declare over it prosperity. We declare over it providence. I've quit using the word favor. I use the word providence. It's a total different word. You know, we think favor is when I go to uh, uh, academy and the shells I want on sale. Amen? Uh, we do, you know, or that dress or that outfit or whatever. But you know what? The providence of God gives us the ability to buy it. I mean, I, I share this story. We just had a major plumbing issue in our house. And if you had ever told me in my life that I would have paid a plumbing company what I just paid a plumbing company, I'd have called you a liar. I mean, I just out, I said, no, that ain't happening in my house. But the good part of the story is no, the most professional company I've ever seen in my life, and I had the money to pay them, the thousands and thousands of dollars it took to repair because it was under the slab. And wouldn't you know it, out of all the bathrooms and sinks and everything in our house that has walls where we could have rerouted a line through that, it had to be the island in the kitchen where we had to bust all the tile out and all the floor out and go in there and do it. But like I said, praise God. I can tell you 10 years ago, if that would have happened during the NEI convocation, you'd have been here and I'd have been out preaching a revival somewhere trying to raise money to pay the plumber. <laughs> Amen. Or I'd have been doing it myself and everything. And my dad's probably watching from the cloud of witnesses. And I'm just glad he can't come and correct me because if he, if, if he, if he knows how much I just paid the plumber, he would, he would, I'm telling you, he would start a revolt in heaven over <laughs> and everything because he's one of these guys. But I, I believe, I, I don't believe God's showing me provision coming on a whole nother level. And that's to all of you. 
you know, with that. Some of you have sacrificed, all of you have sacrificed, and what you need to do is you need to name your sacrifices as seed and expect a harvest. Several, many years ago, man stole an offering from us. I won't go into all the details, but we knew that he did, and so uh, I didn't confront him, a pastor, I didn't confront him, I didn't do anything. We stood in the parking lot of his church in Seattle, Washington, and we named everything he took from us as seed. And when we got, we, we got on a red-eye flight, we flew into Memphis, drove to Dyersburg, Tennessee, where we lived then, and went to bed, had flown all night, and at 2 o'clock, the guy woke me up and gave me a Dodge pickup. At 4.30, I gave it to someone. On Wednesday, a man drove from Arkansas and brought me a Ford Taurus car. Two hours later, I gave it to someone. And on Friday, a man drove and brought us a pastor, his entire building offering that he was saving up to build a building and sowed it into us. Why? Because we planted what the enemy tried to steal is seed. And your sacrifices and, and lower wages than you deserve and all of that, times with that, I just declare it seed that you're planting today. And you're going to see great increase over that. Amen? Amen. You have something prophetically, Vicki? You good? Dan does. Dan beat you to it. <laughs> well, I just kept hearing the word synergy. And I feel like as I sat there and pondered and prayed, I feel like it's things that, you know, where Gary and Tracy have, there's been words that they've had from the past about the future. And the synergy part of it is them reaching back with the agreement, the words you've had, things that you've been promised, all joining, like with what we're doing today, just the power of agreement, reaching back, laying hold of those words, and then standing on those words like you're doing, and just watching the future unfold before you. The word was synergy, I was just hearing it over and over. Um, my word was kind of odd. I felt like the Lord said that, the enemy has tried to tell you you haven't a snowball's chance, okay? And you've been feeling it. But the Lord says, watch what I'll do. He said, not only is it a snowball, he goes, it's going to gain and gain and gain and be a boulder. And what I felt like the individual snowflakes that created the small snowball that creates this big thing are the souls that you are going to affect for the kingdom of God. The Lord said the abundance is not financial. I mean, there is financial abundance, but he said the true gift that you will appreciate is the souls that are going to be reached because of the ministry and the people of who you've got here, the things that you do. There are going to be souls gathered. That's what I see, this, this thing of, of the snowball rolling, getting larger and larger and larger. It's a gathering of souls for the end-time harvest. And just finish up with this, Gary, the call of God that is on your life due to circumstance you went through, it hasn't, it hasn't been taken back. It's there. But the Lord said, tell you, I'm going to bring that call of God to fruition in a total different way from what you thought in the beginning because it was more of an organization that put thoughts and put images in your mind. And the Lord said, you watch and say, I'm going to give you a people to speak into, to train, to disciple, and I'm going to give you many sons and daughters, but they're going to be strong warriors. 
they're, they're actually the word I'm hearing, they're going to be patriots is, that you're going to raise up, you know, with it because uh, get ready for that. Uh, get get ready in a in a very supernatural way. Now, would you just stretch your hand this way? You're part of this commissioning, and just just begin to just declare. We just to bless them. We just declare providence over them. We declare provision over them. We declare peace over them. We declare grace, empowering them to be who God who you, God, have called them to be. We declare the fulfilling of destinies here, Father, and we declare a synergy. Father, even like that dream I had earlier this year of a, of a locomotive, we, we just declare there is a dynamo synergy that will be released through this team and on that land. And we declare that in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Give the Lord a big hand clap. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're, uh, I'm looking back here. Is that, Leah, is that you back there? I can't, there's a light in my eyes. Wave at me. Yeah. Come on up and we're going to be commissioning. I need someone to get me some oil, uh, if you would. Uh, one of y'all, if you would get me some oil. And so will you get my Bible out of there? As she's coming, Vicki, would you get on the recorder? You got the recorder. This young man back here, right back here, what, look at me. You, yeah, stand up. His name with is that. Brandon. Brandon. I thought that was Brandon. I haven't seen you in a while. Would you stand up with him? You, you don't mind, please? Yeah. With that. The Lord's given me a word for you, and I remember praying many days over you when you first went in and you were deployed. And God just really burnt my heart. But the word of the Lord would come to you that there, the hand of God is good upon you. And yet, there's a way that you've chosen that has not honored him to the great, to the best that he can. But the Lord said, I've cast those things into the sea of forgetfulness because you've asked me to forgive. But the Lord said, I brought the two of you together for a purpose. And the enemy is seeking to destroy the covenant that I'm establishing with the two of you. But I will not allow it to happen, says the Lord. I will not allow the enemy to divide what I put together. But the Lord is saying, take a step up and do what's in your heart. Take a step up and bring things right. Take a step up. And say yes and amen to what God has revealed to you. He's not going to make you a minister like other ministers have tried to make you. But the Lord said there is ministry upon the two of you. And there is a people group that I will send you in and out of that their hearts will be stirred to a place of hunger. You know, here's what I'm seeing. I'm going to kind of interpret it. You know, you ever gone in a, you ever got out of your car in a parking lot and you smelled the restaurant before you got in there? Oh, yeah. Come on. You know, a good steakhouse, especially. You can feel it with that. That's what God's doing, going to do with your life. But there's just some things that, that he's shifting. Uh, you're here today because there's things in your heart. And I just tell this is me speaking, not God. Don't let the enemy have this relationship. That's right. He's working to destroy it and everything with that. And, Brandon, I, I just hear the Lord saying to you, too, he's going he's gonna to break into your heart in a whole other way, and he's going to deal with some anger that's in there. And in that, in that you're going to be, you're going to become a, another man. You know, when, when I got born again, my wife got a new husband. 
And, when I, and she said this, and when I got filled with the Spirit and began, you know, began to pray in the Spirit all the time, she got a, a super improved model. Amen? And then over the years, as he's molded and shaped me, and I think that's where the both of you are at, uh, because I, I'm, I'm prophesying to you, God brought you all together. You didn't just fall in love. You didn't just get attracted to each other. And there's some things you've chosen your way that's not the best. That God, God, But the Lord said, I'm going to covenant with you as you covenant with me. And I'm going to bring you from these hard times and bring you to that. And, and the, what's your name, ma'am? Kate. Kate. Kate, I hear the Lord saying, I'm going to even deal with some of your family issues of where some things have not been accepted like they should be accepted. I'm gonna, there's a heart that I'm going to change and soften of someone that you care about and someone who cares about you, but something has caused it to the depth of relationship to deteriorate to a place. And the Lord said, I'm going to renew that, and I'm going to bring it back to a place. There's going to be great forgiveness says the Lord, and it's going to bring peace to your heart. And I hear the Lord saying one other very challenging thing, and he's saying to both of you, there's nowhere to run to that you'll be running away from each other. For if you choose to run away from each other to run unto something, you're only going to get on the wrong road, and you're going to become lost in a greater measure. But the Lord said as you, as you run unto him, You'll run unto each other. I've used this many times in counseling. If I would put Brandon O in this corner and Kate over in this corner, and Jesus was standing right here in the center of the room, the closer the both of you get to Jesus, the closer you become to each other. And that's what God's going to do. He's really casting a net. You probably came here for one thing today, but God has a, whole, a total different plan. And I just want to tell you, Brandon, from the very time I met you, I've always seen your strength. But I see you in this next season rising to where that strength really becomes your strength. And I just want to share with you, it's, it's okay to cry. And it's okay to get to the end of the rope to where you don't know what you're going to do because God's always at the God has always been found at the end of my rope and you'll find him there and I feel like that's where both of you are at today and um, you know uh, you, you know Kate I, I, you probably didn't come here to uh, to get this kind of word in front of everybody but you know what this is your word is coming from the heart of the Father, and it's going to do it. And I'm going to make this commitment because I felt this years ago when I met you, Brandon. I travel a lot, and I'm gone. But I'll give you some time if you and I spend together. We'll give the both of you some time if we can be a help to get you to that place. But if you'll just set things back where you know they need to be, God will do the rest. Amen? Give the Lord a big hand clap. Amen. Amen. You got my Bible? Just open it up. Somebody get me some oil. Did y'all find some oil? I don't know what that. All right, there it is. What's that? Come up here. I just through a dream and everything. Uh, Leah has her own ministry. I mean, her own business, 
which is a ministry, and they pray over everything, and um, she's longed out it, but just through a dream and some confirmation, we just felt like we were supposed to commission her to the things that are new. Now, one of the things that God's going to do today in this commissioning, he's commissioned you to the new, but that means he's going to cut off some things of the past. And I believe there's decisions you're making right now. And, you know, sometimes decisions, I'm not just speaking to her, sometimes the decisions we have to make are not always easy. They tug at our heart, they hurt, our emotions are there and with that. But you know what? I've never found a decision that Susan and I needed to make that we made that God didn't give us grace. He didn't give the grace before we made it, but once we made that decision, that grace began to empower us to walk it out. That's where I see you're, you're at today. Uh, we just opened that up to one of the, one of the pages and everything with that. I, I, some of the visitors won't know, but uh, I was back in October, I was in a conference in Frisco, Texas, and uh, in a matter of about two and a half minutes, somebody broke in my pickup and stole my briefcase. And uh, there was a lot of value in it, checks and credit card slips, two passports. I have to carry two passports. That's a whole other story. <laughs> and uh, um, all of this and took it, and, uh, but they got my Bible, a Bible I carried to Kinshasa Zaire uh, back in the 90s and, uh, and with it. And so, uh, I, you know, I tell everybody my big iPad Pro, all of that, if, I, if they just return my Bible, you know, with it, I would, I would, I've got notes in there that I can't, uh, you, know, you know, I'm trying to remember them and everything with that. But anyway, um, there's a manifestation that I see, and I know we have guests here today, but I have this little sparkly looking gold dust. It's not gold. It looks like it's gold that appears on me from time to time and appears in my Bibles. And it's very interesting. I bought this Bible new about five or six years ago because it's identical to my other Bible. And my other Bible was well-worn, falling apart. And already this one has begun to produce the uh, glory dust is what we choose to call it. And so I just feel like I'm supposed to anoint you with this oil and this glory dust. And I want to just tell you, you this next year is going to be, you're going to be like a rocket. You're going to soar on another level. But there are some things that you're pulling back into alignment with God's will and God's word and God's way that's going, going to do that. Yeah, with that. Okay. I just noticed that uh, this page for the gold dust, it's uh, Ezra 6.13. The, the caption right above it says, The Temple Completed and Dedicated. And that has to do with your, with you, and it has to do with your business. And so today, we're just going to, I'm just wiping to get some of this, and then we're just going to anoint you today. And we stand in agreement. You know, I, I can remember the first service you attended here. And I saw such destiny on you. And God wants to take you from where you're at to a whole nother place. But it's, it can only happen through decisions I believe you're making right now. And so as we anoint you today, I want to ask Pastor Dan, if he would, to get the sword over there. And he's just going to sever the past. 
because, you know, when we try to drag things of the past into the future, it slows us down, it delays us, and can even keep us from getting there. You know, I've traveled all over Europe, and one of the things that Sue and I had to do one time, we, we went to Europe for, to England for several weeks, I don't know, over two weeks, and we had all our baggage. Well, a lot of the, we travel by train a lot, a lot of the train stations don't have elevators. We drug those bags up and down stairs. I have never, and I was a lot younger then when this happened, but I want to tell you, we were wore out dragging bags. And that's what, it wears us out when we drag baggage from the past. So before I know her, I want you to just cut. This is just a prophetic sign of cutting off the things of the past uh, with that, okay? You have something? No, I just want you to step back because I want to do all four sides. Oh, okay, that's good. Dan kind of did that like he's a ninja warrior, didn't he? I, I like that. <laughs> Father, we just anoint this woman of God. And we come in agreement that she's entering into the time that she will delight herself in you. She will make herself pliable and contrite in you, and you will give her the desires of your heart. I thank you, Father, that you are placing your desires in Leah's heart and you are going to bring them to pass. So we anoint her. We declare she's anointed for the future. We declare that she is graced and empowered to accomplish your will. Prosper her business, but complete her life, Father. You complete it. Bring completion into her life, Father, and do so. And Father, we, we know this affects her son Elijah. And we just declare over him peace and comfort. We declare over him healing and health. We declare over him well-being. But Father, we pray a protective hedge of the blood of Christ and the word of God around Leah and Elijah, and we just declare no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you. Amen. We love you. It's a great day. Amen. It's a great day. Uh, just want to release to you that as we move into this next year, ask the Lord about the things you're not to take into the next year. Lord's speaking very clearly to me that I can't operate in this next year with things, weapons even. That I, that I operated with in the past season. You know, it, 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 things have changed. Mechanics don't do the same, work with the same tools on your cars as they used to. Occasionally they have to use a 916 or a metric, but most of it is pre-done with a computer that hooks up to a scanner that scans it and, and with that, and so many things with that. We've got to move into the new, but we all have a tendency to hold on to those things of the past. One other thing I'm seeing, uh, if, if Brandon and Kate are okay with it, before they leave here today, Dan, you need to cut off the things of the past. I assure you, as you both yield yourself to God. He's going to heal some situation. There's an, because of the hand of God that's upon the both of you, there's an assignment to divide you. Amen? See, marriage is not just about 
companionship. Okay? A couple coming together, falling in love. It's not just about companionship, but it's very much about conquest. When God looked down and said it's not good for Adam to be alone, he wasn't just talking about companionship. He, he said it's not good for him to be alone because he needed woman, Eve, to come in agreement with him. Amen? The power of agreement will not work with you alone. You have to get somebody else to come in agreement with you. Even, even if you're in agreement with God, you still need. And I can tell you, over, the, over 46 years of marriage now, <laughs> we've found out that our marriage has been far more about the conquest than just the companionship. And we like the companionship. It's a great thing, but it's also about, and there's some conquest ahead for you, Brandon, and for you, Kate. And God's going to bring you all together in that agreement and there's some things in your heart. Just shift your heart. Do what you know God would have you do. I'm going to put it that way. And he's going to bring this thing in to where it's blessed. I mean, I'm not speaking to them. I'm speaking to all of them. But when we try to do things our way, this is not about them. It's about us. When we try to do things our way, it's kind of like this. Any of you ever open the shower curtain and turn the shower on fast you can, as fast as it would run, and stood outside, and what splashed out on you tried to shower with? Well, when you live outside of the Word of God, when you live outside of the fullness of covenant with God, that's what we're doing. We're, we're saying, I want your shower as a blessing to come up on me, but I don't really want to get under your spout. Amen? Because there's some things you got to do before you go into the shower. You know, you, you know, you need to make sure you got a towel for you, you know, with it. You got to, you got to, Come on, I'm not trying to be too graphic, but you got to get naked and get real with God. And that's where we're at entering into this next year. He just wants us to get transparent, and it's okay uh, to be transparent with God. Tell me you don't understand, you're struggling with it and everything. Well, are you blessed? Amen. Amen. Well, we had uh, family drive in, got here just right before we came to church they drove all night and so we got some grandkids at the house and a daughter and son-in-law and uh, more coming in we're looking forward to our christmas time uh it's going to be great make uh, please see dawn and get signed up for our banquet because we got to let the caterer know and, and i promise you that the church is putting in to keep this cost to you as as low as we are uh, with that. It's going to be a great meal. It's going to be a great day. Uh, it's going to be an incredible time, and I'm going to do my best to cast this vision because Dutch prophesied that Citygate had to come up to another level in supporting the vision that I carry territorially and, uh, you know, with it. So we just need you to do that. So we bless you today. We send you forth blessed. We declare you're on the, uh, on the good list and not the bad list. We declare no ashes and switches will be delivered to your house, okay? Uh, we declare those presents you're waiting on UPS or FedEx to bring or the postal service are going to be there on time. Come on, these are things that are important, you know, with it. I mean, so I know none of you wait to do like I do and wait to the last minute, but anyway... We declare over you blast. We declare over you great food. We declare over you great fellowship. And we also declare over you a conviction 
that you'll reach out to people around you and you'll be caring about them and you'll be sensitive to them. And so, Father, we just declare that in Jesus' name and we send them uh, forth and everything.